Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Stuff on Letterman Row. I am Jeremy Birmingham, your host. Thank you for joining us, whether it be on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, any other podcast format that you choose. Um, Ohio State has completed its its biggest recruiting weekend of the 2019 football season. A huge weekend uh, that the Buckeyes had. I was told close to 50 or uh, 55 uh, recruits on campus for the game against Michigan State. One of the larger weekends uh, that I can remember in recent history, and it's a weekend that was highlighted by a group of players we've talked about significantly already. Um, the positions being the quarterback position, the running back position, and the defensive line. The three remaining spots um, in the class, really, and then you throw in another defensive back, as we talked about with Ryan Watts, probably being the guy to fill that spot as they move forward. But Watts was not on campus this weekend. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Rancho Cucamonga, California, was. So was Cavantre Bradford, the four-star running back from Lancaster, Texas. So was defensive end Tyler Barron from Nashville, Tennessee. Those three players and Watts make up what I think will be uh, the, the the real group uh, that the final four pieces of the 2020 class come from. Right now, after Ohio State added the commitment of Jacoby Cowan on Friday night, which you can watch on, on Bermanology on Letterman Row, you can also check out the, the other podcast version of that. With Cowan in the mix, Ohio State has 23 commitments, 22 of them if you remove gray shirt kicker Jake Seibert. Since Jake will not be on scholarship immediately when he arrives at Ohio State, I'm counting it as 22 guys. That means I think there's room for four more. That means a quarterback, a running back, one more defensive lineman, and one more defensive back. So, first things first, let's start with the quarterback and C.J. Stroud. He is moving way up in the rankings. He's all the way up to the number four ranked pro-style quarterback in the country. The Elite 11 winner uh, this summer uh, who dominated at the opening. Uh, CJ has been a guy that Ohio State started to reach out to at that time. Ryan Day started to reach out um, to to Stroud in the summer. And I think what's most interesting about this visit that he made over the weekend was not that he came to town, because that's somewhat expected. It's Ohio State. It's one of the two or three biggest programs in the country. Kids are interested, obviously. But what's really interesting is that CJ Stroud is being coached by Quincy Avery. Uh, That is his personal quarterback coach. If you're unfamiliar, Quincy Avery was Dwayne Haskins' personal quarterback coach and the personal quarterback coach of Justin Fields, who was really turned on to the Buckeyes by Avery when he decided to enter the transfer portal a year ago. So there are some pieces there that make this very interesting. Ohio State wants two quarterbacks in the class of 2020. They've made that decision. They're moving forward with it. C.J. Stroud is the top guy on that list to join Jack Miller. But the beauty of Stroud is that in the event something goes haywire with Miller, even though he's continued to say he's he's fine with whatever they do in bringing someone else, Stroud is capable of being a headliner in his own right. If he were to commit to Ohio State and Miller were to decide to move on, which I don't think is going to happen, but it's, it's a possibility. If that happened, then you have Stroud, and then you'd find another guy to add to him. So I don't think that this position is over with by a long shot. That said... 
I do believe that Ohio State is now the team to beat for Stroud after his visit this weekend. I think the Buckeyes probably have already offered. It's not a public offer, but I'm, I feel pretty confident in saying that they have offered him, and he's just not the type of kid who's going to publicize it or promote it because it's just not who he is. He's not interested in the recruiting hoopla. He's a business-first type of kid, and uh, you know I, you have to respect that. So right now, I think that Ohio State, Oregon, I, I've heard Georgia as a team to watch for Stroud coming up. Um, and that's something to look for, but... He will return to Columbus for an official visit in November, and that's when things really will uh, take off once again. So huge first visit for the Buckeyes. Big-time opportunity for them to get him around G. Scott and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Julian Fleming and Paris Johnson and all the rest of the class. There were a lot of guys in, in the Ohio State class on campus working with Stroud. So that's a huge, huge starting block for this weekend. Then we're going to move to the running back position, and Trey Bradford who, again, four-star running back. He was the first running back Ohio State offered after they lost out in Bajan Robinson and Jalen Knighton to Texas and Florida State, respectively. Because of that, I think it's it it's, makes sense to assume that he's a guy they really thought uh, game-wise, talent-wise, fit their system pretty well. And you can see that if you watch the tape of Cavantre Bradford. But this weekend, his visit was the first time that he's had a chance to meet pretty much anybody on the Ohio State coaching staff, including Tony Alford, who offered him in, in uh, early August. That They've never met in person. So these opportunities are a real uh, chance for Ohio State and for Bradford and his family to see if it's a good fit. The reports that I've gotten out of Columbus are that they're still not sure exactly if that's the case. So Bradford is a player that you know has been to one other official visit so far. That was to Wisconsin. I, I don't know that the Buckeyes are locked in with him at this point. I I think you will definitely see them continue to to get to know him, but there is no stop being put on the position for anyone else. So Mayan Williams, running back from Winton Woods High School in Cincinnati, uh, Jameer Gibbs down in Georgia, who's a, a Georgia Tech commitment. The efforts to find a spot for those players will continue full speed ahead as well, and uh, they'll continue to get to know Bradford. But there, this was not a visit that you really should have expected a, a decision to come out of. He said for a while now that his decision is not going to come till December. But I don't think necessarily that it was a, a bad visit. You certainly don't want to use that terminology. But it didn't seem, uh, from people I've talked to on the Ohio State side of things uh, and from what I've read about Bradford uh, coming out of it, that it, I don't think either side expected to be blown away in this trip. This is a, this is more of a, a fact finding and a get to know you session, and I think that um, you'll see it continue from there. But don't expect any sort of sudden change at the running back position as Ohio State continues to evaluate Bradford, Mine, Williams, Jamari Gibbs, and others. Finally, we'll make the move over to the defensive line where Tyler Barron, as I said, the third-ranked strong side defensive end prospect in the country from Nashville's uh, Catholic High School, Knoxville, not Nashville. Let's just pretend that I edited out that in the beginning, okay? So it's Knoxville Catholic, not Nashville. But anyway, so Tyler Barron, uh, his father works at Tennessee, okay? So that's something to understand. Patrick Abernathy, his father works in player personnel for the Volunteers. And that's why Tennessee, aside from the fact that he lives in Knoxville, has been considered the, the front runner here for Tyler Barron for a while. He's always stayed in contact with Larry Johnson, though. And the Buckeyes are a team that you just really can't ever rule out. Ohio State, Kentucky, Tennessee are the three teams that Barron told me after his visit are at the top of his list. Those are the three teams he's going to be deciding from. He said about a month ago that he had intended on making a college decision at the end of October, but Sunday afternoon when we, when he was leaving Ohio State told me that that decision is now likely to be pushed back. 
the reason he said is just he's not ready to make a choice and that's fine i think if i'm being uh transparent here i i wonder if there's some concern from the baron camp that tennessee's coaching situation is a little unstable and if jeremy pruitt somehow didn't survive this season at tennessee or was forced to make some wholesale changes on his coaching staff that there's some concern that abernathy his dad would not be at tennessee and if that's the case i don't think he would really be that interested in the volunteers to begin with now i don't have that from anybody else it's just my take but i think it seems like kentucky and ohio state are the programs that he's really looking at um in far of a as far as a more comprehensive view now ohio state wants one more defensive end in this class Barron is at the top of the list for Larry Johnson, according to what I've been told from people around Ohio State, but he's not the only one on the list. There's still guys like Xavier Carlton out in Utah and and a handful of others that the Buckeyes are are evaluating and watching. And again, Larry Johnson continues his way of recruiting, which is it is methodical. It is patient. And that's how he finds the guys that fits his system. Barron, 6'4", 6'5", or whatever he is in that ballpark, 255, 260 pounds, is a edge rusher and that's what they're looking for but he's not the only one out there so keep an eye on that i do think that ohio state's in a really good position to land him but i think there's moving parts in the air so our balls moving parts moving i don't know anyway so that's it for this evening's uh, edition of talking stuff on lettermanrow.com i am your host jeremy birmingham thanks for watching thanks for listening please like subscribe Uh, rate, do whatever else you need to do uh, and let people know about what we're doing here at Letterman Row. And uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll talk to you in a few days. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.